Welcome back, everyone, to Worlds Beyond with Cam and Ron. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are excited today to be talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. I know, it's hard getting all these Spider-Verse names right, because the next one is Beyond the Spider-Verse, so I know I'm going to get all three of them mixed up at some point. When the first one came out, I remember being, like, skeptical. A, because it was Sony. <laughs> B, mm. because, oh, you know, I love the MCU movies, but how is this going to be? Some of the voice talent looked cool. I think I did not see it in the theater. I, I rented it on, on demand, and really really enjoyed it and then i watched it a couple more times and, and enjoyed it even more on subsequent watches so was actually definitely anticipating this one yeah i'm trying to remember when did that last one come out was it like it was pre-pandemic right i can't even I, distinguish i feel anymore. like it came out right before lockdown and then i but i remember i think i watched it during lockdown right I, yeah i'm trying to remember it might have even been a year or so before that i think i saw it in the theater though I, by the time i had seen it though everyone had hyped it up so much and i mean i appreciate it and love what they were going for in that movie and i think it's really good but to me i don't think it quite lived up to the huge crazy hype that everyone was talking about right. and this one just to get right into it it did for me at least so and i guess i had the benefit of seeing it i guess it was opening weekend or maybe a week after it had come out that we saw it i think that helps but it, i loved it yeah it was great um so you're opening thought is believe the hype yeah especially for this one i think maybe the hype killed the last one a little bit for me. like i said i love it and i think it's awesome and i understand why it's so hyped but i think i was expecting especially being familiar with the comics and multiverse already i think that was very much people's introduction to that even before loki and kang and everything else so i think that's why everyone was going so crazy for it when to a lot of people it was already a concept that we're, we were relatively familiar with but this one, I think, just takes it in a new direction and very exciting direction. And uh, I just loved what they did with it. Just to finish off on the on the first one, I think for mainstream cinema audiences, I think there was two things working against, against it. One, it was kind of a proof of concept thing, although it's not technically the MCU taking this Marvel thing to uh, a mainstream animated right. film going to work, number one. And then another section of the audience thinking, oh, this is going to be a kid's movie, kid's Marvel movie, mm. you know? So I think that had, I mean, I definitely had those two thoughts in my head uh, to varying degrees when I saw the first one. So I think once people saw, okay, obviously this is a family movie, but it's got plenty of elements that people who who like MCU movies right. would enjoy. And, and so I think now folks were, people were primed for this one. Oh yeah, definitely. Out. So I guess just Yeah, I say, think the last one was yeah. kind of a sleeper hit. I think it did really well, but maybe mm. not, as well as some of the live action Spider-Mans did, but then I think this one is like doing really good numbers. Yeah, I think it's just under four hundred million wow, worldwide yeah. as of a couple of days ago. So that's very good. I think it beat the overall U.S. Canada gross for the last one in the first twelve days. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It just shows. I think people are still really craving quality Marvel content in general. Quality so, Marvel yeah, content. Key keyword there yeah. being quality. Yeah. So yeah, my overall reaction, I. I loved it. I know we're going to get into to more details. I love the way it started. I love that they focused on Gwen's mm. story to start mm. out with and then and then sort of backed into Miles. Just keeping to overall reactions. My overall reactions was awesome, amazing, very deeply touching at times family story. Mm. 
and just that kind of element to it. Great action, great, amazing stuff. Felt it definitely was a little long. Mm-hmm. And there were some points that were a little bit like sensory overload for me during that. But we'll get into that. The overall impact it had on me far outweighed any reservations that we'll get into in a little bit. Oh, yeah, detail. yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, I guess get just to get right into it, I, I agree I loved the opening and the focus on Gwen. I can't really remember how much of her story they hinted at in the first one. It's been a little bit since I've seen it. Kind of go to that length point. There was almost two beginnings, the beginning with Gwen and then beginning with Miles, but then obviously it came together. I was just surprised at how lengthy the beginning was. Like they really get into family and friend drama and teen angst and that sort of thing. And it takes i guess i i don't really say this in a critical way but it does take a little while to actually get going and seeing where the story is going to lead but it just makes all the action and everything that happens later so much more impactful you know i always think that's a cool thing when you can take one of the other key characters you know it's just like winter soldier where you know black widow played such a huge role Mm. in that movie and you kind of weren't expecting how you know how much of a you know co-starring movie that really was and that's one of the things that made it so great and i think they did a similar thing here so i guess in terms of like the whole length thing in different it's it's it was like in different spots and i'll talk about that but since we're on this subject of the opening i thought where we got such a detailed opening with gwen gwen stacy's character that once they got to Miles, that would be a little. That would have been a little bit quicker, mm. but, it, but it was just as, as it was just as lengthy. It was. I mean, obviously, a lot of it was very important for the overall story, but I guess some of it seemed a little bit like a retread of the previous one, just in terms of the overall kind of uh, family drama aspect. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was all great. I, I. So, what are your other particularly, whether they be story points or production points? What are your biggest standouts the big thing would be the just the animation just how vibrant and expressive it is and it's not quite 2d it's not quite 3d it's like kind of in the middle that's the big draw uh, for me for these films just because it's so different from any other animated film out there and i love 2d animation so the fact that it's at least trying to replicate that i don't think it's full 3d but it does seem like they incorporate a lot of that element uh those kind of elements into it so i i love that obviously technically i don't i i'm not equipped to speak that much about the animation what i'll say i love is obviously it's just over the top just incredibly dynamic animation mm. but i i love how they seamlessly blend so many distinctly different styles right yeah of animation i mean there's there's like there's maybe whatever you want to call the sort of signature or the base style which is mm. you know and I don't even know what to call it, but there's that. Then they, you know, they'll have full on anime style. They'll have oh, right, yeah, all those. Then the, you know, uh, you know the Hobie character, Spider Punk. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know what you call that animation where he's right. like sort of translucent and like, all this stuff going on inside his outline of his body and everything else. And then to, you know they did Legos. They did oh yeah, the 1960s cartoons. Right, they did. Just blending all those styles. Yeah, I, I forgot about that Lego segment. That was great. Apparently, that was done by a fourteen-year-old kid. Huh. It was great. It was cool. Uh, so yeah, no, that's awesome. But yeah, and but I guess to that point, the Lego was a great reference. There was a lot of references to greater Spider-Man media, the MCU, previous Spider-Man films, and I think uh, I don't. I guess I don't want to get too much into that because it's not super plot 
related really uh in their fun cameos but that that's the other big thing for me is just how how much of the other Spider-Men we saw I thought was really cool. This one was a lot darker and more serious and not as funny. There were the moments that were funny I thought were very funny, but I mean, it was really very much a straight drama. Even I would say even more so than the last one. It just felt like so much more weighty than a typical animated film. Yeah, definitely higher stakes. Yeah, the, the humor that is there, I mean, obviously there's plenty of it. Most of the one-liners hit really well with the different characters because, I mean, you just have so many good... Uh, straight actors and comedic actors mm. in the film so uh, i think we're well we're not we haven't really gotten into any spoilers per se but uh, i want to i want to talk about the end of the film and how it ended so for anybody who hasn't seen it yet maybe take a pause but what did you think overall of the sort of surprise cliffhanger ending it's like i think i figured out that it w- there was going to be a cliffhanger ending maybe like a two or three minutes before it actually happened, I said, okay, this has been going on. You know, the movie had been going on for quite a while. Right, yeah. And then she was just gathering this thing and Miles was in that predicament and when he went back to the wrong version of his Earth. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be a cliffhanger. And then boom, there it was. Right. Uh, yeah, well, I... See, I'm kind of surprised because a lot of people are saying they didn't know it was going to be a two-parter. But I remember at the end of the first trailer, it said part one. Uh, but that was the only time I'd seen it. So they didn't really make a big deal out of it being a part one, but I knew, uh, going in obviously that it was going to be, uh, end on a cliffhanger. I wasn't sure just how much it, it was going to end on a cliffhanger, but then I feel like the end is where I kind of felt the length. I felt like there was a whole bunch of different endings and each time I was like, all right, so this is the ending and how they're going to end it. And then it, like the music swelled and then it went on a whole another 20 minutes. I feel like at any point, in the two at after the two hour mark, you could probably could have ended it with a cliffhanger and then put the remaining 20, 30 minutes in the other film. Uh, but um, maybe they wanted this one to be the longest and the next one won't be as long for that reason. But yeah, um, maybe the next one will just be sort of the slam bang, right? You know, rescue and final figuring out of what they're going to do, which would be interesting. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, I, the, so much happened at the end. So Miles is stuck in a different universe where he there's an evil version of himself, and um, no Spider Man, no Spider Man. So and then Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man twenty ninety nine is after him, and then meanwhile Gwen has rounded up all the other Spider Men to try to find him. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a great ending. I'm interested in seeing. I have a, f- I mean, I'll, and then there's the whole spot situation too. He's kind of the overall right. bad guy. I have a feeling M- Miguel O'Hara's character will eventually, you know, become good, and they'll find some way to overpower the spot character in the next one. Uh, but I, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing just how much story they have uh, left to tell. You know. Yeah, or or placate that spot character and get him to like relinquish whatever he's doing, right? Or something like that. Right. Yeah, and it was interesting at the end that Gwen, when she decides she's screw it, she's going to save Miles and not worry about the multiverse. She assembles all of the original team, if you will, from the first mm-hmm. film. Many of whom, many of those characters, hadn't appeared yet. Right. Yeah, or only only or only briefly and we got all these new cuz I mean god the number of new spider people. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean just 
Yeah. I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of new main characters that are followed, and then obviously at the end, there's just thousands of Spider-Men, just any every kind of Spider-Man you could think of. And so that's one of the that's one of the points for me that was both entertaining and like, you know, just just cool about it but also it it just teetered between oh my god lolly spider people that's so crazy that's so cool to the point where i was like oh okay 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 you know enough with the right. extra with the millions of spiders so there was a for me there was a balance there where like it just about got to the point where i was like okay enough with the additional spider people we get it it's, um, yeah well it seems like they've rounded out that main team now and it's going to be probably more focused on them in the next film so if I could get into like some of the points where I felt the length, it was obviously that opening thing sequence that we've already talked about the dual sort of opening vignettes that we get on both Gwen and Miles. And then what was interesting was that we got that, like we stopped in the story and then went into the background of each new spider character of the, of the main ones. Mm. You know, you got the Oscar Isaac, Spider-Man 2029, this, the, the, the it was awesome the spider-man india he was hilarious yeah he was great but like the stopping for everybody's backstory i got to be a little bit crazy mm. couple of miles initial battles with the spot like they would go into these incredible action sequences and, and just the just the swinging spider-man typical action mm. that you know just him and gwen swinging around new york everything they milked, I felt like they just milked all of those scenes just a few beats too long. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. if you co- if you collectively took all of those scenes where it was one of those extended battle action scenes, da, 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 spinning, 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 going crazy, and you just took a few beats off of all of those yeah. mm-hmm. scenes, to me, um, it, it, you would have had a much t- tighter movie. Yeah, I, I think that kind of ties into my feelings about it going on just a bit too long, especially towards the end. And yeah, a lot of those action sequences are just so... I mean, I, I know that they spent... I, apparently they spent like four years animating the chase scene with all the Spider-Men towards the end. So, Oh yeah, that uh, was crazy. Uh, I have a feeling they wanted to show as much of their work as possible kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm interested in seeing... I mean, I guess the length has not had any real issue on the uh, effect on the word of mouth or anything like that. People seem to love it. Uh, but um, I'd be interested in seeing how long the next one is. And like I said, I have no complaints. I just, uh, no complaints overall. But I just, you know, you have that natural sort of clock and that natural sort of like attention right. span thing as you're sitting and experiencing a film. And, you know... The, you know, there were several of those action scenes and some of those background scenes where I was like, you know, my my timer was going off. Mm. And, okay, it's time time to move on to the next. I'm going to be seeing it again tonight, so I'm interested in seeing if I if it still feels a little bit long to me or or if it'll go by a little bit faster now that I know what to expect. So that is a huge point. Uh, that's that's a huge point because there's been many films and many films that we've covered recently that like the first time you see it because you don't know either because you have expectations or because you don't know what's going to happen next your body your your senses get a little can get impatient for okay where are we going where Mm. are we going what's Mm -hmm. happening next and then once you know and you sit back and you're just you know sometimes the second watch of a film is can be the sort of definitive one because now all your expectations are out of the way and you're just 
really just kind of honing in on the story and, right and the experience so yeah i'll be curious what you what you think after you see it again tonight uh but one thing that is nice is that uh, there are no post-credit scenes so you don't also have to sit through the, all yes. of the credits yes. again that was a relief actually uh so that yeah that's like a nice little um kind of expectation subversion uh not doing a post-credit scene i can't remember if the last one did i think it did just from what I my recollection, yeah, but I can't I, remember I, what I, it actually is. Yeah. I think it was yeah, kind of throwaway. I don't think it was anything super major. Any final thoughts on this one? Not really. I mean, I, I loved pretty much all of it, aside from the fact that it felt a little bit long. I, I don't really have any big negatives uh, other than that. No. Uh, I, I thought it no. was great. Definitely one of the better superhero films that we've seen, one of the better Marvel films that we've seen yeah. uh, recently. So that was a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah, I know it's like, you know, I know it's 96-ish on Rotten Tomatoes mm. and 9 out of 10 on IMDb. I think, and it's, you know, you hear words like, I obviously I've stayed away from too many reviews. Now I'll, now I'll start to watch them right. now that we've done our recap. But, you know, the, you hear the words universal, you know, just everybody just seems to, to really like this one. And I like the fact, and you kind of alluded to this at the beginning of our talk, this should push the bar up and mm. raise the, you know, raise the bar for the, mcu and other superhero movies to be like okay you know we got to get back to this level of right yeah. of quality and, and impact if you want people to come and see these films yeah definitely i'm i'm excited to see uh what's the next mcu coming up is it secret invasion yeah i'm mm. very excited you know we've talked about this before i'm like super excited about about this one yeah fingers um, crossed it has a great it has potential to be awesome yeah great casts uh, love all the Nick Fury stories. Mm. I love the ones that, uh, you know, again, referencing back to Winter Soldier, the ones that take this sort of espionage right. tack usually are, are, are pretty good. So really excited to see what they do with it. And then Loki's in the fall sometime, I think. or I guess the, the next movie is Marvel's, is that yeah, Marvels is the is the next movie, mm, yeah, and so that I guess that will kind of tie into Secret Invasion too. It will, yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's I, I think it's actually kind of a breath of fresh air to have had what was Quantumania, which was obviously somewhat of a disappointment, mm. and then Guardians was awesome, and then it's I'm glad there's not another Marvel movie for six months, especially where we've got the the TV projects. Yeah, we've been so overloaded with everything MCU. It's nice that they're slowing down a bit. I think that is a valid criticism that they listen to. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they stuck in another Werewolf by Night, though. Like I know, or something like that, yeah. one-off short little thing. And what do you think, have you heard the, I don't know whether it's a controversy or not, but like the the whole idea that supposedly, and I think it's October, Supposedly, Echo is going to be Disney's experiment with releasing all, oh, all at once episodes at once. Oh yeah, I mean that'll be. I prefer that. Uh, well, I, mm. that, not to say that I, I, I'm actually not a huge binger. I usually just watch one or two episodes at a time, but I mm. just prefer that just to be able to have that freedom because sometimes I do want to watch, and sometimes they're so short that it's like they're so insubst- unsubstantial. I, I almost feel like I didn't watch anything, so. Right. I mean, right, that's right. kind of a criticism of the uh, content itself, so, too. But uh, I do, I, I'm interested in seeing how that works for them, and hopefully, they'll continue to do it. Well, what I've read is that th- that whole thing is in conjunction with the f- with the with these rumors that supposedly Kevin 
supposedly Feige thinks it's it's not that good. Uh huh. So, so he just like, wants just to get dump this. it. He wants to dump it out there, get all the negative reaction out of the way quickly, mm. and move on. Supposedly, it was com- like almost completely reshot after they watched the initial cut of it or something like that. Huh. So. I haven't really it's... heard too much about it, but I like that character, so it would suck if yeah. it sucked. <laughs> uh, and then Daredevil's next year, right? Mm, yeah, that they. Uh, I think they have a, a lot riding on that, because I know a lot of people that don't really like the MCU that love Daredevil, and they're not... I think it's an uphill battle for those people, because they're not... The, almost the inclusion of it in the MCU is like, makes it worse for them, so it's going to be a hard sell, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But a non-star... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I loved his inclusion in She-Hulk, so I hope they continue that, but maybe yeah. with a little bit darker edge. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I love what they did with his character in She-Hulk. Mm. Um, Non-MCU, I think we've got a couple of Star Wars series coming. Oh, yeah, Ahsoka's coming out sooner than I expected. I'm kind of... I like I'm almost towards the end just a, or to the point of giving up on Star Wars at this point. Uh just aside from Andor everything else has been so disappointing and uh, I don't know uh, everything from Ahsoka has looked good so far but it's all trailer moments not like the actual who knows how like all the Mandalorian trailer stuff looked great but I didn't I mean I didn't even watch the third season cuz it didn't look all the the plots seemed stupid, but the visuals and stuff look great. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we we kind of didn't finish up on Mandalorian. I did end up finishing it, and it finished out okay. The episodes were a little bit up. I mean, some of them, the bad ones, were really bad, and then mm. um, it ended up okay. Uh, but overall, it just. I think they should have just ended it after the second season. Yeah, I've, well, it feels like they're just cranking it out because there's a huge amount of people that will just watch it because it's Star Wars. It doesn't even matter. Right. So, well, what's interesting? Kind of a bummer. Yeah, what's interesting about Ahsoka is that it really is whatever sixth, fifth, sixth season of Rebels, the animated show. So, and I wonder, like, right, so far by the reactions from it, but I mean, I wonder a lot of like the casual sort of Star Wars fans are going to be like, who are these people? You know, I know, yeah, that's the other thing I'm curious about because there's so much, so much of this is built off of Rebels and Clone Wars and stuff, and a lot of that isn't as well known as some of the other Star Wars. But stuff, I guess, so. I guess the same was true of uh, of Ahsoka when they introduced her in Mandalorian. I mean, if you hadn't watched Clone Wars, mm. Rebels, you would. Oh know yeah, yeah. I, I guess I didn't really see a whole lot of people talking one way or the other about that. And then what else is coming? I mean, yeah, definitely too much to even review, but uh, there's definitely a lot of great stuff on the horizon I'm looking forward to. Yes, looking forward to talking about it with you all. I will give my end of episode plug again for Lockwood & Co. The books and the show. Desperately trying to get that show saved by another streamer, because obviously Netflix doesn't look like they canceled it, and I doubt they'll change their decision on that, but just can't say enough what a great IP that is. Just great books excellent excellent one of the best book adaptions i've ever seen watch it if you haven't watched it and join us in our fight to get that show picked up by somebody else and continued absolutely and two thumbs up on spider-man uh across the spider-verse this one is called right got it yep two very enthusiastic thumbs up for 
Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. All right, until next time, folks, thanks for listening. And yeah, we'll see you on the next one.